All right. Welcome back to the QW Podcast. This is number 11, and we've got a pretty cool guest today. I'm excited for this. Can I introduce yourself? Yeah, my name's Carter. I am uh, brothers with Quinn and Sigep. Um, I have my own podcast with Adam, who was on here before. Uh, yeah, I guess that's all. <laughs> You're repping, too. You're only going to... I'm repping. I'm repping. You're only going to introduce yourself by the one name? Yeah, okay. So... Early on, when I joined, I was given the nickname Stink by a man named Nessie. He's got a podcast now, too. Did they start it? Oh, that's a good question. They have an Instagram for it. The Moves Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but Nessie gave me the nickname Stink, and I'm like, all right, there's no way that sticks. (laughs) It it did. Here we are. It very much did. Like six months later. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) I'm still, I'm more Stink than ever, and... It, it caught on slowly. Like, at first it was just Nessie, and then, uh, like, Peyton was doing it, and Darian. Mm. Like, that's all it was. Oh. And then Mason did it. I'm like, uh-oh, here we go. And K9. And K9 really did it. <laughs> and I was like, all right, but it's just going to be, like, half. And then I walk into chapter one day, and Headley looks at me and goes, sup, stink? I'm like, all right, it's over. <laughs> oh, no. It's over. That's it. Yeah. I think, yeah, Headley's pretty cool. I think he's done a solid job. Yeah, I'm honestly not excited for him to not be president. Yeah, for real. I don't know who's next, but I feel like I'd rather have Headley. Probably he's doing K-9. a good job. Probably oh, Kanan's next. There's no way. <laughs> I'll do it, bro. I'll stick around for an extra semester so I can do it. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> I'm living with him. I love K9, but. <laughs> not president. Did you see what he sent in the chat, though? I don't think His so. GPA is 3.09. Oh, yeah. He's .01 under. <laughs> As a comms major, too, bro, you yeah, got to be able to pull a 3 get a great rounded, he can't run. We'll see. Yeah. I think I think they're probably going to change some rules. Yeah. Because that's like there. most of exec probably yeah. doesn't have a 3-1. <laughs> yeah. How's it been hosting that podcast? It's been fun. I mean, so I showed up to this school not really knowing anybody. I had two friends from high school that went here, but they both rushed Teak right away and kind of did their own thing. Um, I had reached out to Adam over DM before I even got here. Like, you know, those like class of 2025 pages or whatever. Yeah. So he was on one. He's like, Hey, I like podcasting and sports. I'm like, okay, that sounds like a guy I want to know. Hell yeah. So I DM'd him and he, he tells me now he's like, yeah, it was a little weird at first, but you know, and so we met up the first time we ever met was at the BRC. Oh, dang. And we got food and we were talking. He's like, yo, I have a show. You should come on sometime. I'm like, okay. We did one episode. He's like, hey, do you want to just do this? I'm like, yeah. And that's here, cool. Here we are a year and a half, two years later and doing it twice a week if we most of the time. Yeah. So was he looking for a co-host when you guys met? He had one named Devin who uh, he was like good friends with, but didn't really know much about sports. Hence why oh. it was sports and stuff. Um, and he was kind of flaky. Like he wasn't showing up. He wasn't. Adam just wasn't super happy with him, so he told him like, "Hey, I'm probably gonna go another direction." He wasn't even upset about it. So, oh, yeah, that's it, a it red flag. Good, in it itself. worked out good for everybody. Yeah, that's yeah, that's something you don't want in a co-host. Is yeah. like, "Hey, man, you're out," oh, and you're then they're not upset. Out? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it's a good a good thing to recognize early. Was it pretty smooth right when you started? I would say so. I I mean, I pretty vividly remember our first episode. We talked a lot. It was like all about Lamar Jackson and mobile quarterbacks, stuff like that. And uh, we've gone through, I don't even know how many setups, but 
I think we found one we're sticking with now, and it's been pretty smooth. Even after, so I went home last summer. I didn't stay in Boise. We came back, and we were kind of just right back into it. So I think Adam and I have really good chemistry together. So Yeah, yeah, it always sounds good. Yeah, He said you guys pretty much hit it off right away. I would say so. I mean, that first time we met, I was wearing a Niners jersey. He was wearing a Packers jersey. Um, and I, I remember it so well. He was, It was right after week one of the NFL season that year. And the, the Packers had just got destroyed by the Saints. So mm. I show up, and I'm like, huh, nice jersey. I should have worn my Saints one or something like that. And just right away, we were just talking. So oh, that's a good way to start it. It's yeah. just Clowning the, on someone's football team is a good way to break the <laughs> pretty ice. Much, yeah, especially with dudes. It's like your instant friends right there. Yeah, yeah that's, that's all it takes. Cool. Did it take you kind of... Um, I guess because you, you were more into the sports aspect, right? So did it kind of take you a minute to get into the the stuff episodes? What we did at first was we were only doing one a week last year. And we would do like a little stuff section. So it was only like 10 minutes of the episode and then we just oh. talked about sports. But then um, at first we were on the University Pulse. That ended up not working out for a few reasons. But um, they were like, yeah, you guys get the highest numbers of the shows on the polls like do you want another time slot so we're like yeah we're not going to say no to that and um yeah so we decided to do a sports episode and a stuff episode i honestly like the stuff ones more it's it's really fun we don't even really make a script for most of them we just we just kind of talk yeah we we have games and like uh that's when we have guests on is on the stuff ones and it's fun to have guests. So. All the trivia games and everything. Yeah, yeah. That he clips and posts all the time. Yeah. He was. He showed me the studio, I think it was early last week. I walked in, all the trivia question mm-hmm. cards are just, just on the ground. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. But he was saying, too, that he knows, like, when something is going to be clipped, and then he kind of amps up the energy a little uh-huh. bit. Yeah, 100%. I, um... You kind of just get that feeling when, like, you're talking about something. And you're like, oh, okay, Adam or Colby, the guy who helps us with editing, like, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna clip this. So you do play it up a little bit just to, you know, you want the energy to show. Yeah. And uh, it's not sustainable to be super high energy the entire hour. So an hour is a long time. It is a long time, especially twice a week. It's, yeah. Yeah, but it's fun. I really enjoy it. It gives me something to do. It gives me something to care about and. You know, I mean, we're seeing the work pay off a little bit already, so. Yeah, finally making some progress. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What else do you got going on? You're making music? Yeah, I make music, which, you know, when people first hear about that, it's kind of, for girls, it's an ick. For guys, it's like, all right, man, like, SoundCloud rapper, like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I've been doing it for, I've been writing since I was in, like, sixth grade. I've been recording since I was in eighth grade. I would say I got good last year, so there was a lot of bad before I yeah. got good. But well, it's kind of the same with the podcast, right? It's like yeah. it's still fun when you suck, but when mm-hmm. you put out a good one, it's like, oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, and I like we leave our old episodes up, and I leave most of my old songs up, and I go li- listen back to them sometimes. I'm like, ooh, like, <laughs> I, I'm I'm glad I sound the way I do now, but yeah. Yeah, I, I started rapping a long time ago, and then lately I was like, you know what, let's try something else. So I made a pop album, I made a rock album, and it's fun, man. I don't think I've listened to the rock one. I was, I was listening to some of the other ones just to get ready for this. Yeah. That's the, pretty cool. Uh, the, it's like punk rock. It's probably my favorite sound for me so far. Um, it's called Rage by Viral C22, shameless plug. But... Um, 
yeah, it's it's really fun. I um, a lot of times when I go to a concert, I love concerts. I go to a lot, and when I go to a concert, every time afterwards, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna try that. So I went to this uh, like pop punk rock concert. This guy named Jaden, and I was like, okay, like let me give it a shot. I made one. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing this. The dude Jaden that made uh, Icon. No, 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 not that Jaden. Okay. Uh, Jaden, he, he used to be like a thirst-trapping TikToker, but now he makes rock music. Oh. <laughs> I never knew him from TikTok, so I just know the music. But that's every funny. time I'm like, yeah, I'm listening to Jaden, they're like, oh, that TikToker? Oh, that's that's pretty good. Got to get your attention somehow. Yeah. I, I mean, it worked. He's touring now, so. Walk me through the recording process. Like, how do you start writing a song and um, when you know that it's kind of ready to, to give it a shot in the studio? So my studio is just my apartment room. Yeah. I, uh, I have my whole setup in there, kind of like we got going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I used to write first. I would like come up with lyric ideas or I would like play a beat and then write the whole song and then try to record it. Now I kind of just like I pull up the beat. You got to either someone sends me one or I download a free one. I'm, I can't produce yet. I'm not going to lie, but we're working on it. But yeah, I get the beat in my recording software and I kind of just let it play through once or twice while listening to it and just, I figure out melodies before words now. So I'll just like hum different notes or whatever, see what, see what clicks, see what sounds good. And then I start putting lyrics to it and uh, I kind of go like two to four lines at a time. I don't really write it anymore. Kind of just go, but yeah, I do that and then I export it so i listen to it through my laptop through my airpods through my car and through a speaker it has to pass all four tests for me to like it and that's that's a good idea once it once it passes all four then then i can put it out okay where do you get ideas for lyrics um it it kind of depends what type of music i'm making the rock music has been a lot it's been very honestly vulnerable like it's been very true and very real yeah and kind of sad but heartbreak songs heartbreak mental health stuff just stuff like that and uh that stuff is like always I'm all, it's always on my mind so it's pretty easy to just put it out there when it's rap it's a little more it there's a lot of lying i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of lying there's a lot of flexing and you know which all your all people's favorite rappers do they just yeah, don't like to admit it but yeah the rap ones are not as real as the rock ones are, which is kind of like why I like that doing more. But yeah, I mean, ideas, I I don't know, man. I, it it kind of just has always come to me, I guess. I, that's one thing where I can look at and be like, yeah, I have some sort of ability for that is the words kind of just come to me. Like I've never really hit writer's block or anything. If I sit down to make a song, I'm going to finish it that day. So Okay, that's pretty nice. It It is nice, yeah. I mean... On uh, on Valentine's Day, I didn't have any plans. Relatable. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know what? I get off work at noon. I'm just going to record. I'm just going to record all day. And so I made five. I made five songs on Valentine's Day. Nice. And, yeah, it's just like one after the other. It rarely takes me more than a couple hours now, which, you know, is fun. Um, I, can, I can just put out stuff. And I feel like when you're a small artist... The whole point is just keep throwing stuff at the wall, hoping something sticks. Like yeah. just like quantity and quality. You gotta have both when you're trying to get up because the reality is people don't want to give small media a chance. Right. Yeah. Like they're used to what they're used to. 
and they don't really want to switch that up. So, yeah, I just got to be good enough to change their mind. That's the hardest part of starting out is, like, you can't even try to sell people on it because you don't have any, mm-hmm. like, hey, go try this one because right. it all sucks. Which is what I'm trying to do now is just keep keep pumping stuff out. Um, yeah. But, you know, uh, a few months ago I pumped one out that was pretty bad, and I'm like, that was a little counterproductive. So, <laughs> But it's long gone now. It's, it's removed. <laughs> you didn't release it? No, I released it. And, oh, okay. then, and then I, like... So another test that has to pass is after it drops, I like look at the cover and read through the lyrics and play the whole thing front to back. And if I just, if I'm just not feeling it, then I remove it. And then that's why I don't post about them until the day after they drop because oh, okay. one, cause they drop like late at night and two, because it's gotta, gotta pass my own test first. Yeah. How do you release them? Like on, usually if you do a podcast, you have like a host site or whatever. Yeah, I ha- I use a distribution site called DistroKid. Okay. Um, it's like forty five bucks a year, and it puts my music on every platform, like Apple, Spotify, Tidal, YouTube. It's on Snapchat. Like it's, it puts it everywhere, and it's really easy to upload lyrics. And yeah, it makes it really easy. I- DistroKid's awesome. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. really cheap. Yeah, seriously. And you know, it's not fun when that payment rolls around every year, but then I remind myself like, okay, it's $45. I'm going to put out like 40 songs. Like it's Yeah. You know. You got something to be proud of all year long. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I make music I want to hear. So, yeah. I, I listen to my own stuff all the time. Like if if there's a song I'm if there's a type of song I want to hear that and I can't find it, I'll make it. That's like, pretty cool. It it's really fun. Rappers get kind of trouble for that like in real life. Because uh, Snoop and 50 Cent are notorious for that. They pull up to like a red light or whatever and they're bumping their own music. Uh-huh. It's like, well, yeah, they wouldn't put it out if they didn't like right. it. I, I like it. Like, I'm, I don't know. Um, I'm not a super, you know, confident person in general. But as far as music goes, I really think that I am pretty good at it. And so I listen to my own stuff. And yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make it if I didn't like it. Right. So. Who are some musicians that have inspired you? Um, well, I have Juice World tattooed on me, so he's a big one. I was just listening to his freestyle this morning that he did over uh, Eminem Beats yeah. on Westwood. An hour long. Yeah. Crazy. That was sick. The Just Lose It one is my favorite. That one was awesome. But That's such a hard flow to copy. Yeah. That was the most impressive part of that freestyle is that he copied the flow from uh-huh. all of Eminem's songs, like The Way I Am. Yeah. That's a tough one, too. Yeah, it really is. Um, Eminem's another one, too. I uh, I got into listening to rap when I was, like, dude, I was probably in, like, third grade. And it was clean at the time because uh, <laughs> I was raised Mormon. Oh, really? I was. I did not know that. I was raised Mormon, and so it was clean at the time. And then uh, I heard my first, like, explicit rap song, which was, I think it was Not Afraid by Eminem. Yeah. I'm like, wait, I'm not supposed to like this, but I do. (laughs) So, yeah, I would say Juice, X for sure, Eminem, and Tupac really were the ones that got me into rap. Um, But I'd say the ones that have helped my style now are Juice, X, honestly, Machine Gun Kelly. As crazy as that is. <laughs> I don't even listen to a lot of him, but like he does different styles of rap and then he did the punk. I'm like, huh, like, okay, I, I like the crossing genres. Like, I'm going to give it a shot. So yeah. it's less his music and more about his approach. Just um, the creativity. Yeah, I, I really respect that. Uh, and then I would say Travis Scott too, just because he was the first one that got me into like melodic rap. Um, yeah, I'll never, I'll never forget that. I heard 90210 for the first time. I'm like, oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Because I used to be super anti-auto-tune, like right. anti-all-modern rap. And, That's Pac and Eminem. Yeah, yeah, Pac, Eminem, NWA, all that stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Travis got me into the new stuff. And now I'm one of the rare people that likes both. It feels like most people like one or the other. And right. Kind of dedicate their personality to hating on the other. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, I really That's like the, both. Me and Nessie feud. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, Nessie. Okay, Nessie's even a little more modern than I am, though. I He's mean, pretty extreme with it. I like some of the music he listens to, but some of it's a, l- a little much, even for me. Yeah. Yeah. How far, like, is there some styles of rap that you think are too far like some of them fake it a lot and then it's kind of like i don't know how to style you know what i'm saying in terms of like how they sound or just in terms of lyrics and persona oh um i don't know if there's ever really a too far i mean like i said i grew up listening to eminem yeah. So it, it, I got used to that. It's kind of hard. School yeah, it's kind of hard. It it's kind of hard to go farther than that. <laughs> uh, as far as sounds, though, there are definitely things people try now that I'm like, yeah, like that's not for me, and I don't know if it's for anybody. But yeah, I mean, at the same time, I really respect people trying new things. So, I mean, you think 20 years ago, like the most basic melodic rap song now would have been mind blowing. So yeah, for sure. So I'm not gonna hate on anything because it it could be it could be what's up next, right? But. Yeah, I almost feel like Fifty Cent was like almost mumble rap before it. Yeah, just his flow was already kind of. It's kind of like a laid back flow. Yeah, yeah. it was it, like relaxed but confident. Like yeah, Fifty's awesome. I yeah, like, I like Fifty. He's yeah, he's one of the guys that's kind of become more of a cultural. Oh, figure. for sure. Like Snoop is kind of that way now yeah. too. Yeah. Snoop is like short list of guys I want to spend a day with. Snoop is on that list. Yeah, one hundred percent. Top three. Probably, <laughs> probably. I would love to spend a day with Snoop. What would you want to do? You want to spend time in the studio or just hang out? Both, man. I mean, I, spending time in the studio is what I enjoy, so that would be just hanging out to me. Like I. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, I say studio again. It's my apartment, but like, I just love sitting in there listening and. Uh, some of my roommates come in and listen to me record sometimes and even when they're not in there they can hear me so (laughs) do they hype you up uh sometimes (laughs) there was one song of my latest project it's called unrealistic dreams and i hit like this really a higher and longer note than i've ever tried before and it took me like 15 tries and i finally hit it and i'm it's loud and i finally hit the note and my roommate ethan i hear him outside the door he's like he, he like claps and he goes, oh yeah, he's let's like, go. He's like, you got it. That's a W friend yeah. right there. Yeah, no, Ethan's the best. He, every song I made this year, because we actually both years, we lived together, together for the last two years. Every song I've made has to pass the Ethan test too. Yeah. Uh, I guess it doesn't have to, but every song I make, he comes in and listens to it and yeah, shows me he cares and dude, that, that, that stuff means the world. Like even if it's just one or two people at this yeah. point, like putting all that time and effort into something and then having one person reciprocate it is awesome. That is pretty cool. That was going to be the next question was, do you have people like that around you that are honest if your song sucks? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my roommates this year, three of them I'm really close to Jeremy, Logan and Ethan. Ethan is like the nicest person I've ever met. So he doesn't usually tell me if something's bad. Uh, Jeremy and Logan will tell me, um, I tried to, I tried to make a few songs that were of the yeet variety. 
and uh, I played him, and Logan was like, that was one of the worst things I've ever heard. Damn. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Thank you. That's a like, good I appreciate now. it. Yeah, I, I like hearing when it's, I almost like hearing when it's bad more than when it's good, because they like, I don't know, if someone tells me it's bad, that validates the ones they've told me are good in the past, and also shows that they'll be honest to me, and I, uh, I made a fake song one time. I made like a like a test. I made a song I knew wasn't good. Oh, nice. And I played it. I'm like, Ethan, what do you think about this? And he's like, uh, like I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't drop it. I'm like, thank you. Finally. <laughs> it had to, I had to purposely make a bad song for you to dislike. That's awesome. Yeah. But, he lets you know, though. Yeah. And people will tell me, which is nice. Um, and then people online will humble you quick. Oh yeah. You comment. I comment anything on Twitter. If people disagree with it, they're like, uh, "You're wrong," and give up on the SoundCloud dream. I'm like, "All right. First of all, Damn. it's not even SoundCloud. Second of all, just listen to one, man." Like, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't really care about all that. Like, I, I love what I'm doing, and obviously the dream is to make it big someday. But if not, I mean, I'm making a bunch of music I want to hear, and yeah, and I'm having a really good time. So, and That's honestly, cool. it's. It sounds basic because a lot of people say it, but it is therapeutic. Like, just get everything off. It's it's awesome, especially when there's someone specific in mind. It feels like you're almost saying it to them, but they don't have to hear it. It's yeah, I I really enjoy it. It's definitely the thing I've been most passionate about. Do you think maybe that's part of writing the song? It's like you have a mood that you want to convey. Oh yeah, going into it and then yeah, a hundred percent. Sometimes I feel like, you know, like. Let, let's talk some shit let's i'm feeling good let's do it and then yeah. other times i'm like oh this girl's got me down or just having a bad mental day like i just want to get some stuff off my chest and and then it sounds good you know people people don't pay a whole lot of attention to lyrics nowadays if we're being honest i mean not everybody but right. a lot of the new wave is more about sound than lyrics so I can get off the most like vulnerable and deep stuff I want. People are like, oh yeah, this sounds good. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it does. As long as you pouring my heart out, yeah, it sounds good. As long as you put like a happy like hardcore beat yeah. behind it. Yeah, that uh, I try to do that a lot, and I think that came from another inspiration of mine, which is Future. If you listen to a lot of Future stuff, it is not happy, but yeah. it sounds happy. Yeah, and so people are like dancing to it. I'm like, do you hear what he's saying? That was my first thought when I put on one of your albums this morning. I was like, the, yeah, the lyrics don't quite match the beat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but that's kind of cool. Like Twenty One Pilots did that a whole bunch too. Mm. Yeah, kind of the. I really like that. I don't know, and like the style I'm doing now is kind of. Uh, Darian compared it to modern Blink One Eighty Two, where it's like rock instrumentals with kind of like new school rap vocals it's not for everybody and i totally understand that but i love it and at the end of the day i care more about what i think of it than others right. so which maybe isn't why maybe is why i haven't blown up yet but you know who cares if i hear something i'm, I'm gonna make it or if i want to hear something i'm gonna make it yeah did you bring your list of top five favorite lyrics of all time i do have a list of five lyrics right here um it's hard to say if they're all time this is just like over the past couple months of my listening habits. These okay. are the, these are the five that first jumped out when you told me to think of them. So the first one is something. It's okay. It maybe is a little cheesy. It's an Eminem song, uh, third verse of Legacy, and oh. it says, 
uh, I'm trying to remember word for word. Me against the world, so what? I'm Brian Dawkins versus the whole 0-16 yeah, yeah, Lions yeah. offense. I love that lyric. I've loved that lyric since the moment I heard it. it. I love it. That album got a lot of trash, and I thought it was actually pretty solid. I do, too. I mean, that just shows you how good his early stuff was if stuff like that is getting hate. Like, yeah. They're comparing him to himself. Compared yeah. to other people, that's a great album. But for sure. Compared to, you know, MMLP1, it, it drops off a little bit. Dude had, like, probably six albums in a row that were incredible. Just ridiculous. Eminem might have had the greatest run of all time yeah. in music, I think. Like, from Slim Shady LP through, like, Eminem show. I mean, you can't beat that. Even Relapse gets a ton of hate. I even love Eminem. Relapse. I do too. I love Relapse. Even Deja Vu is one of my favorite Eminem songs yeah, of all time. For sure. I love that song. That's a good one, man. And even Eminem hates that album. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, you I, I, I feel it. like a lot of that might be to do with what he was going through while making it. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, the lyrics, if you listen, it's, you know, not happy. But that was the one right after Proof died too, right? I think so, yeah. And that was that was the last one before he got sober, I, th- yeah. I think. And or then, he was and getting he, sober. And then he made recovery. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I, I like Relapse. Relapse gets too much hate. I agree. I'm just... I'm a huge Eminem fan, man. He got me into rap. I'll always love him. We could stand over Eminem for an hour if oh, we, we wanted could. to, dude. I yeah, got nothing absolutely to do. could. I'll, uh, let me run through my other lyrics here. Um, again, like, these are not all-time lyrics. These are just the first ones that popped into my head when you said top five. Sure. Uh, this one's by the Kid Leroy, and it says, Trying to block you out, but you're invading my thoughts. You got ten fingers wrapped around my heart, which... You know, it's a good lyric. It's not an all-time lyric, but it's hitting right now. Yeah. I just went to a Kid Leroy concert. Oh, cool. And someone came with me who that lyric kind of pertains to quite a bit. Yeah. And it didn't go very well, so I'm, like, just blasting that song. You didn't send it to her, did you? I did not. (laughs) I did not. No. Good move. uh, I'm not sure if she's aware of the podcast. I'm going to hope not. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I want you to have fans, but, uh, yeah. Uh, She doesn't know that I feel that way yet. Oh, gotcha. Cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. Um, this is this is the way she'll know. Yeah, seriously, that'd be that'd be so funny. Like, hey, listen to your podcast. <laughs> as long as you don't have like three different girls hit you up after and be like, "Hey, is this? <laughs> were you talking about me?" <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> um, yeah, okay, moving on. Uh, this next one is from Morgan Wallen, and this song came out kind of close after a big breakup, so it hit pretty hard, and it said. Uh, I could give you up right now and never want you back long as I'm half stoned. And uh, it just kind of tied into everything because she, she wouldn't let me do anything. And I'm like, all right, like I could lose you as long as I can, which obviously was just me trying to cope. But I love that lyric. That's from One Thing at a Time. I love Morgan Wallen. I have hated, that took a twist. I've hated country my whole life. And then I get to Boise State, and my roommate Logan, he, he turned me a little bit. Dude, that's been my guiltiest pleasure, too, is I hated country because I kind of grew up in, like, a rural town. Mm-hmm. So, like, hating country was the cool thing to do or yeah. whatever. And then Jacob and I, right after we moved here, we were sitting out by the fire, and we put some country music it's a on. perfect moment for it. I was like, man, this is kind of good. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I still dislike a strong majority of it. Don't get me wrong. But Morgan Wallen, John Party, Billy Currington, you put those guys on. I'm, I'm singing. Nice. Because old school country is almost blues. 
Yeah, I I can't do it. <laughs> I can't. I, the new school country I like so much because especially Wallen, it's kind of a mix of like there's rap instrumentals in there. There's like rock influence. There's pop influence. It's just it's it's a mix, and I really like that. I kind of feel like new country is like all the same. Yeah, I mean, I hear that a lot. I I can't explain to you why I like some and not others. I just just kind whatever of do. sounds good. Yeah. Um, okay, we're this one is less deep. This one, it's really not even that great of a lyric. It's just every time I hear it, I make like that, like that face. Like it, it's by Youngboy, and it said, "I flooded my finger with diamonds. I call that not showing my hand." And I don't know why I like that <laughs> lyric so much, but every time I hear it, I like make this like that face. That's like ugh. put it on yeah. that villain phase like, playlist. Ah, it just makes me, it makes me feel like I'm wearing a handful of diamonds, which I never will, but it makes me feel like it. Never know. Have some faith in you and Adam. Uh, True. And then the last one here, (laughs) this one is, uh, this is one of my favorites because I think it's hilarious. Like it's not, it's not good. It's hilarious. It's by Yeet. And uh, it's, it's in a song called La M. So off to a good start already, but. It said, I fucked my money up so much, it told me that it's coming. <laughs> that sounds like a Lil Wayne lyric. It, it kind of does, yeah. I, I was listening through that album when it dropped, and he goes, fuck my money up so much, it told me that it's coming. I'm like, hold on, rewind. Did, he, did I hear that right? He's got some crazy lyrics, but that one might top him. That's, That's pretty funny. Yeah, those were the five that first came to mind. I mean, I could have made a list of 25 Juice lyrics alone, but kind of wanted to go a different direction. He's a crazy one because he seemed to know that he was going to die. Oh, yeah. I think he did. Um, honestly, I, I I don't know if it's like a conspiracy theory, but I think he probably tried to kill himself on the plane. Uh, a lot of people say, you know, he was hiding it or... I think he either just didn't want to do the jail time and did it, or he was afraid of withdrawals while sitting in jail and tried to take enough to, to yeah. hold him through. But Those withdrawals suck. I bet, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's sad. Obviously, he was my favorite artist of all time. and I Music is like the biggest thing in my life, so I attach to music artists pretty heavily. Like, they're guys I've never met, but they still mean so much. And so seeing them dies you know it's a big deal hence why i dedicated my entire right shoulder to <laughs> that's pretty cool though yeah that was my first tattoo actually really yeah what's well, the the dark knight quote right you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain so at least he died a hero he did yeah way too soon but you know he went out on top he really did dude was huge at like 20 21 22 years old a real prodigy right ridiculous. there ridiculous ridiculous yeah. But, yeah, you know, just got to learn from them, I guess. I mean, listening to a lot of that music has gotten me to stay away from stuff like that. So, obviously, it's a bad thing overall that it happened, but at the same time, it's like, you know. I don't actually remember. Was it Perks? Was he addicted to Percocet? So much. Really? It was a lot of different things. That's probably what he talked about the most, though. I couldn't, couldn't remember if it was that or Xanax. I think both. Both. I mean, he talks about perks, Zannies, Oxys, everything. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. I think it was a, an unhealthy mix that, that ended up doing him in, which, not that there's a healthy mix, but... Right. Yeah. Well, what do they say? Every once in a while. <laughs> a little... <laughs>
<laughs> I can dabble. <laughs> That's funny. What do you have any projects coming up? Uh, I mean, since I just dropped, I'm kind of by relaxing. I mean, not dropping. I'm still recording like every day. Um, I have. I, I counted it up the other day. I have 119 vaulted songs that I'm trying to figure out how to put together. Um, I got like 20 that are like Travis Scott type. I got some more punk type. I got some young boy types and yeet type. I got a bunch of different stuff. So it's about kind of putting them together and deciding if I want to have <coughs> an album with multiple styles or, you know, stick to one style for a project and, yeah, I mean, I'm always recording, so there's always going to be stuff coming up. I'll probably drop once or twice over the summer. I always thought it would be cool for an artist to do, like, at, once every five years or something, you just put together an album of all your best unreleased songs. Honestly, I was thinking of doing that, because, well, and also, I was thinking of doing that, and also thinking of re-recording a bunch of my old songs, mm. because I sound better now, I've got yeah. a better vocal preset, i got better equipment, I, I'm just better now in general. So I was thinking of like re-recording those old ones because yeah. I think one of my issues is when you look up my pages, a lot of times the first thing that pops up are the old ones because they got the most listens because they've been out a long time. Oh. And people listen to like your top tracks first. And I'm like, that is not like, that's not what I want you listening to. That's oh, not that's what I want you to think of me. Uh, so I want to delete them. But at the same time, it's cool to see the progress. And uh, there are, I know are a few people who do like a couple of the songs that I absolutely can't stand and yeah. who, who am I to take away listens from myself, right? Right. <laughs> but specifically the song 19, I do not like that one. But my roommate... Oh, I listened to that this My morning. roommate Logan says it's the best song I've ever made. And really? It's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> do you have a song that you're like super proud of that didn't get any downloads? All of them. <laughs> All of them. Um, well, I mean, like, relative to others. Relative to my own others? Yeah. Yeah. I dropped an album called Thanks for Nothing after I broke up with my longtime girlfriend. It was 22 songs. It was very sad. Um, and you know how, like, I don't know if you use Apple or Spotify, but Apple has, like, the little stars by the most popular tracks on an album. Okay. And so... There was two on that album where I'm like, yeah, these are these are the best songs for sure. And they were called Let Go and Way Too Long. And neither of them are starred. I'm like, really? Like Dang. Like I appreciate people listening to anything. Don't get me wrong. I'm, right. I'm just like, those were I felt really good about those, but hey, I listened to them. <laughs> so Did you ever have a hard time? This is this is me asking like on a personal level. Go ahead, man. This is did you ever have like people would listen to either the podcast or music you've made. And then they say that like my friend Griffin played the a podcast that I did with a standout comedian, Ben Friedman. And he's like, dude, I actually enjoyed that. I was like, Oh, I hate that. Really? I hate hearing that. Why? Because it, they're like surprised that I'm capable of something. Oh, I just, I don't, it gives me a bad feeling. Like I know the intentions are good. I know, but I get what you're saying. But and some people take it further too. I last year I made a song called Bipolar and I was playing it in my room and these two girls were over that I didn't really know very well and they were talking to my roommate and they heard the song and they were like, Who is this? I'm like, Oh, it's me. And they were like, Oh, really? Wow. Like treating me kinda like a make a wish kid. And then they go, um Oh, what did they say? They said, um, 
you like actually sound like a real music artist. I'm like, oh, oh damn. Oh, that is the most backhanded compliment I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire life. Yeah, that. So I, I appreciate the intentions behind people saying like, oh, I actually enjoyed it, but it it eats at me a little bit. Like I I want to be seen as like like an artist. Like I don't want it to be seen as like, oh, this is my friend. He makes music. Like yeah. some of it's actually okay, but yeah. Yeah. See, I'm not. I don't take myself seriously enough to think that yeah. way. Like when he said he actually enjoyed it, I was like, kind of like what you said, where people are surprised that you're capable of it. Yeah. I surprised myself. Oh, like there if you I'm go. capable of making a podcast that people think is entertaining. Yeah. To be fair, when I first started, that's definitely how it was. Like I remember the first song I ever put out, absolutely miserable. One of the worst pieces of media ever created. <laughs> just, just god awful. And um, it got like a thousand plays or something, which is probably more than I get now, but got like a thousand plays and had like four people the next day at school come up to me and they were like, yo, you made, you made scope. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, did you like it? They're like, yeah, it wasn't that bad. I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, <laughs> let's go. Now that I've, I like take it super seriously and I, I feel like I'm really finding my sound and hitting my stride. If people are like, oh, that actually isn't that bad. I, it, it feels more like an insult, which it's just me maybe being a little ungrateful, but I don't think ungrateful as much just like hard on yourself. Yeah. Cause you've, that's you've fair. said a couple times about how cool it is that people actually listen to it. Yeah. Well, I mean when the rock album dropped and a few of our brothers sent to the chat, them listening to it, I, I swear I almost broke down like that. That meant so much to me. It, that's pretty cool. Anybody listening. I walked in uh, just to say what's up to my roommate the other day. Cause he had been gone I think he was at retreat or something and i walked in he was in the shower so i was about to walk out and i heard my song playing on the speaker and i'm like Man. oh that's sick and like, he didn't even know you were there no he didn't it, it made me so happy so yeah the the, the compliments that seem the slightest backhanded eat at me a little bit but mm -hmm. hearing people like genuinely support and like listen especially when i'm not around it it couldn't possibly mean more because i mean this is what i really want to do right so yeah yeah. That's pretty cool. Because I've had, yeah, when did you get to a point where you kind of stopped, or maybe you haven't, where you stopped asking people to listen to it? Like, with the podcast, I'm kind of at a point now where it's like, they're either going to listen to it or they're not. Honestly, I haven't stopped. And um, I, I, <laughs> I am very worried about, like, annoying people or stuff like that. But for whatever reason, that's the only thing where I'm like, I don't really care if I annoy people. Like, I I made this. I put a lot of time and effort into it. I think it's really good. And if I'm going to get where I want to be, I need other people to listen to it. Like, you can't get famous without other people, right? So, yeah. And not even about the fame. Just, like, being able, being able to do that and focus on that. But, yeah, I, I haven't really stopped. I post about all of them and... If they're good enough, I post a few times, and I'm I'm sure I'll replug my album on my stories in a couple of days here. But yeah, I, I haven't stopped yet just because I'm gonna chase this as long as I can, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to chase it as hard as I can, just because the only the only thing if I never blow up is what it is, right? It happens to millions of people. If I never blow up and I didn't try as hard as I could to, I'll regret it. So. Yeah. Do you think there's ever a point where you'd stop making music? I'd like to think not, but I don't know, man. It the thing with employers like looking into your social media, <laughs> it's not great because like it's 
the lyrics are maybe not representative of being super professional, um, especially the rap ones. Just make the account private. Yeah. I guess then people can't just drop a follow. Right. That's that's my dilemma. And so is there a chance that I'm potentially setting myself up for a harder time getting jobs in the future? Yes, there is a chance. At the same time, this is what I'm most passionate about in life. I'm, I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. Might as well. Although, I applied for four internships this summer. I didn't get one. Really? <laughs> so maybe I'm already seeing this. I am. I don't think they probably looked that far into it, yeah, Probably not. But What yeah. do you try to do? Uh, just finance internships. Oh. I mean, not stuff I am particularly thrilled about, but it's my major. and The only thing I have on my resume is like sports and stuff and part-time jobs. So Yeah. Sports and stuff looks there. good, though. I think so. I mean, I can I can phrase it as award-winning podcast co-host. Like, yeah, so. that's pretty sick. Yeah, doesn't hurt. Yeah, has it been kind of weird for sports and stuff to actually like gain some traction? Yes, one hundred percent. It's it's been weird for me in a great way, of course. But like, we'll put out these clips where I'm like, oh, like yeah, that's mildly funny, and then it'll get like several thousand on TikTok or on something. I'm like, huh, I put out songs every day. That, that are like really good and they don't get anything but it, listen i'm not gonna complain at all i i think we do good work and i think that it, it's really nice to see the hard work pay off in yeah. any way right and you know like at the award shows or the tiktok is probably at like eleven thousand by now which Damn. you know isn't isn't a ton in the grand scheme of things but when you think about eleven thousand people made the decision to click follow on our page like that that's a lot. You put 11,000 people in front of me, it'll look like a whole lot more than when you compare it to others. So yeah. I think that's important to keep into perspective. Yeah, true. Even now, like on a song, if 30 people listen to it, I'm like, like that's nothing. If I was in a room with 30 people who liked my song, I'd be thrilled. So Yeah, well, that's, like, that's an interesting way to think of it. Yeah, I, I try to keep that in perspective just because the fact that anyone takes time out of their day to listen to me talk about sports or listen to me make a song... It, yeah it's awesome people are dying for this kind of content like the podcast and comedy and everything are doing really well right now yeah um and there's obviously a lot that don't and that we never hear about but it feels like with how consumed how consumed everyone is by media there's a lot of opportunity to yeah to make it right and you never know how many people like different things so who knows the clips that I made from my podcast with that comedian Ben. Yeah, they did, all did really well. Really? Those, those hashtag like hashtag comedy hashtag stand up comedy hashtag stand up comedian. Those are popping off. They the hashtags help, man. They, <laughs> they really do. do. But I do that to other ones. I don't know. It just seems like people are real into like more personal content right mm-hmm. now, podcast or stand up or something like that. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's nice to listen to media that you can like relate to. Yeah. Or, you know, just stuff like that. So when someone finds you and they're like, oh, like, I like what this guy's saying. I, I, I understand this. I could, you know, it'll, it'll draw them to you, which is nice. And that's how I, that's why I like a lot of my favorite artists or podcasters or whatever. It's like, I could see myself liking this person in real life. So I'm going to listen to them. Yeah. That's what kind of musicians I like too. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Even if it wouldn't be cool to hang out with them, it would be like, yeah. that's a cool interview. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Or just yeah, just... like I don't know how bad I want to spend a day with NBA YoungBoy, but <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I'd love to talk to him. Yeah, it'd be cool to have him on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Sports and Stuff and the QW Podcast featuring NBA Youngboy. That would be sick, bro. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a dream podcast guest? Oh, that is a great question. There's a lot. I mean, it, it's probably very similar to my I want to spend a day with them list. Yeah. I mean, Snoop's up there. Interviewing Snoop would be awesome. Uh, I think if I just had to go off the top of my head, first one to come to mind is Pat McAfee. Oh, okay. Um, just because, I mean, seeing all that he's done with his show has kind of inspired me to work harder on ours. And I watch his show almost every day. And, he's really good. Yeah, and I was a fan of him when he was in the league, even though he was a punter. And Yeah, I, th- I think he would be one of them. And like I said, that whole show is guys where I'm like, I could see myself being friends with them in real life. So it makes me want to listen to him more. Yeah. I'd probably go with him. That's a good one. What about you? Oh, man, I don't know. One is kind of tough. I know. A dream podcast guest. Honestly, Dave Chappelle would be pretty oh, that would be. Oh, I'm changing my answer. Bill Burr. Oh, dude, he's Bilber. so funny. Bill Burr. Have you watched his TV show on Netflix? Uh, F is for F is Family? For, yeah. Yes, I have. That's so funny. I will funny. put your head through <laughs> I love that show. I love that show because it's like if Bill it's Burr. It's based on his own life. Yeah, exactly. It's hilarious. It's who he wants to be or like the voice in his head. Well, oh, it's like, you know, the little kid is named Bill. Like it, yeah. it's based on, it's like he just made a show about his own childhood and it's hilarious and successful and i got the chance to see bill burr live one time we did too was it last year uh i saw him i think it was over this summer like the previous summer okay i saw him in auburn washington oh cool and it was incredible yeah he he was so good yeah we saw him late last year and he he freaking killed man it was so he did it like it was right after the amber heard and johnny depp stuff wrapped up oh nice so i'm like all right like he's probably gonna spend the whole like a lot of the time like clowning on that and i'm sure it'll be funny he didn't mention it one time he went for a long time and he didn't bring it up one time he had so much material and a lot of it was like washington specific material yeah like the shows were definitely different enough where you could see multiple and have a different time each time yeah which was awesome like he yeah he was clowning on the town we were in as he should it's like a to get to this oh it's called um i can't remember it's some amphitheater in the middle of nowhere in washington it's like outside auburn you got to go on this like one lane each side road for like an hour and the speed limit is like 25 and it's just miserable and it smells like cows and horses and it's every house is like yeah it's he probably crapped on that for a long time oh he did it was it was hilarious it was really funny and you know he he is uh he he shits on everyone equally, which is which is real fun. That's equality. Right yeah, there. that is true equality. Like he comes out there and he's like shitting on people for like in Seattle for being too like stuck up or whatever, and then he uh, he's like, oh, don't think you farm people are safe. <laughs> and then he goes at them. Yeah, Bill Burr is high on the list of podcast guests and guys I want to hang out with. He that's and, a good one. He and Chappelle are my two favorite comedians of all time. And it's not that close either. Bill Burr made when he was here. He was making uh, vaccine jokes. Oh really? And we went in Nampa, so it was like pretty conservative. And the vaccine joke, some of them literally got booze. Really? So he goes, he goes, Jesus, how fucking white are you guys? <laughs> I feel like he loves the booze. Yeah, he I does. feel like he does. Oh yeah. Have you seen that rant he did in Philly? I was going to ask you that. Yeah. yeah, dude, I I probably watch that once a month. 
I need a laugh. Let me go watch the Bill Burr Philly rant. That was the most vile comedy oh, that I've ever heard. It was amazing. Or uh, do you ever hear the the ad he did, the promo he ran for Sherry's Berries? I don't think so. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to show you that after this. He, okay. He was running an ad. Have you heard of Sherry's Berries? No. I had never before this either. It's like some candied berries or like chocolate covered berry company or whatever that you ship them out. And he was like running this promo for them. And then he just starts going off about how stupid and bad of an idea it is. And he's like, yeah, I don't know what repercussions this is going to have on me, but this is like, this is awful. He doesn't care about the No, he doesn't care at all. And yeah. He's... Also, I just thought of another one. Norm MacDonald when he was alive. Oh. Norm MacDonald would be high on the list. He, he, that's my top three of my, my Funniest people of all time is Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, and Norm Macdonald. That's a pretty solid list. I, I love those guys. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else would make that. Chappelle and Bill Burr are definitely They're top. so good. Yeah. Oh, man. Chris Farley was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I de- I'm definitely forgetting someone. I'm blanking on somebody that's really funny. Oh. Still alive? Either way. Norm, rest in peace, Norm, man, that was so sad. But, uh, yeah, I can't even think right now. Yeah, I'm going to go with that three. There's a lot of options. That's a pretty solid list of three right there. I feel like Chappelle would be a cool podcast guest because you could screw around and it would be funny or you could have, like, a deep... Yeah, yeah, exactly. He. That's one of the things I love about him is how both ways it can go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think those are, that's where it goes for stand-up comedian. But then there's people who are, like, situationally hilarious. Like, I'm trying to, like, Drewski. I, I would love to interview Drewski. I don't know Drewski. who that is. Drewski is, uh, you ever seen that clip? You know who Mario Judah is? No. Okay. There's a clip of Mario Judah. He's the guy who, he, he made this, like, weird type of music, and he would sing the word in a really weird way. And he's black, but he would oh, okay. sing it in a weird way. Drewski was interviewing him, and you've probably seen the clip where he's interviewing him, and he's like, yo, like, do the thing, and he does it, and then he goes, that's got to be racist, like, there's no way. (laughs) Yeah, he just, like, goes on Instagram live and just, I don't know, there's, he's, like, situationally hilarious, like, I don't know if I'd go see a stand-up show from him, but I'd love to hang out with him. Just, like, quick-witted. Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, there's guys like that that I wouldn't see a show from, but I want to hang out. Yeah. I want to have them on a podcast. Dude, I was so hyped when uh, Adam texted the group chat. He was like, yo, Mark Wahlberg is at Albertsons. I left work and booked it down there. I was like, he's not here. I was so mad. Was he not? No, he was there. He took a picture outside of there. He was there the day before. Oh. I got there. (laughs) Adam. I know, dude. Yeah, I left work and drove down there. That would have been a sick podcast guest, though. You should have tried to get uh, Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston on when they were here. Yeah, that Dude, would have been cool. That's uh, that will always be my favorite TV show of all time, Breaking Bad. Yeah, I love. Ooh, I love that show. I'm that's like, a good go, one. I might go watch that show after this. <laughs> that's a good idea, dude. Sometimes, yeah, I feel like that'd be a cool one. That'd be one I would expect when I walk in uh, Scotty and Cameron and Patrick's apartment to see Scotty watching on the couch. <laughs> Researching? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, this is my model. He probably doesn't yeah. know it's fake. <laughs> Guys, check out this documentary I found. Yeah. A new Netflix documentary. <laughs> yeah, I love that show. I, 
I usually like lighthearted and funny shows more than anything. That's my favorite show of all time. That's that's the outlier for sure. Really? Yeah. I need to watch more. I see clips on like YouTube shorts all the time. But Have you not watched through? I, not through. Ooh. I've seen like a bunch of episodes. I, but... I don't think I could recommend anything more than I would recommend Breaking Bad. Really? Like, and here's the bad thing about not watching like super famous shows for a long time is your expectations get set so high. Like yeah. so high. But I love it. I've, I've been through probably four times now. And I'm not going to be one of those people who blatantly lies and says it's better the second or third time around. But there is new stuff you pick up on, which mm-hmm. is fun. That's cool. It's a show that, like, if you want to watch, I would recommend not just, like, throwing it on in the background. Like, that, that's a show that I pay attention to. Okay. Which not a lot of people like to do. So it's not for everybody. But It is hard to find time. There's just so much attention to detail and so many little things connect from episode to episode, season to season, that just, like blow my mind that's the the writing staff for that show did just did incredible so that's did all cool. the actors i yeah i could talk about breaking bad forever I, I think it's like the perfect show i'll try it out i love it yeah i'll try it for sure is it cool if we do some listener questions yeah of course i've been right. i've been talking a lot <laughs> you you put a microphone in front of me i just start going whether it's singing or talking i just i just go that's why i like this format where it's like you kind of show up when you yeah. have free time and then we'll just finish when we're finished yeah just let it roll yeah so these are not in any particular order and mm-hmm. just on random topics so okay uh what is the scariest part of doing a podcast um okay I have two different answers. For one like this, I would say the scariest part is it's somebody that I'm not used to like hosting with. You don't know if it'll, you know, if it'll work. Thankfully it has, but that was my worry coming in. For the one with Adam, my main worry is just uh hair. Hair. Oh, cuz really? we're on video too. Yeah. And there are there are times where we're both looking rough. <laughs> And we po- and we and we post the clips. I'm like, oh, that's not good. That's funny. You know, show off my LeBron hairline, and <laughs> it's uh, oh, don't get started. On I, okay, I didn't even mean to do that. I didn't even mean to do that. That's just how I describe my hairline. It's it, it it ain't great. Every time I try to bring it up, though, Darian's like, hey, be grateful. Look at me, and I'm like, all right, I'll shut up. I'll shut up. But yeah, honestly, it's. A lot of it is appearance on on that one because we're on video and the way we look definitely matters for yeah. people wanting to tune in. So, I, yeah, I would have such a hard time keeping track of that because video is definitely like in the next couple steps for me. Yeah, it's like I don't know. That's a long time to sit in front of the camera and. I'm glad we do it. Be professional. Right, right. <laughs> I'm glad we do it. I think that it adds another element, and I like that we can like you know post TikTok tiktok clips and stuff like that it does make it easier for that it does but um yeah there's definitely disadvantages i uh if you show up looking rough everyone's gonna see you yeah looking rough and sometimes uh, you need that little motivation to get yourself together yeah uh, honestly yeah that's that's fair uh yeah i would say appearance for that and then for one i'm not used to is just you know chemistry just getting getting used to adam or not cutting each other off no for um for ones outside of sports and stuff. Oh, gotcha. I think Adam and I, we, we definitely cut each other off a lot, but we're at a mutual understanding that it's it's okay. <laughs> so it, it does take some getting used to. I tried to do my first podcast with my best friend, 
and we try to do it over the phone because he lives in St. Louis and it was it was horrible, bro. I couldn't even. Yeah, we I tried to. We tried a few Zoom ones. Yeah. Didn't go well. I've had people online that host podcasts. Everyone that hosts podcasts has been super cool to me and really helpful. Yeah. But this guy was like, "Oh yeah, you got to do Zoom so I you can get noticed that." Where as when you're the music community, not very welcoming or inviting. Really. People gatekeep a lot, and like they're just not super willing to help. A lot of the time. Podcasting, it's been totally different. Everyone's super supportive and like Yeah. Uh the people who got second place on our excuse me, our sports talk show award this year, people who got second place reached out to us over DM. They were like, Hey, we just want to say congratulations. We love your work and like hope to do stuff with you in the future. I'm like, dude, like that's awesome. That is really cool. And so obviously I, I sent something back. I don't remember what I said, but just like, yeah, like we'll do something in the future, like Great job, you guys too. Like you got second, that's awesome. And yeah, yeah, the podcasting community has been a lot more welcoming and helpful and supportive than music, which has been really nice. It's been fun. Why do you think that is? Honestly, no clue. I, I don't have a clue. I, I feel like I know why music is like that. Is because it's so competitive, but so is podcasting. Yeah. Like it, it's hard to get to where you want to be. So. I'm really not sure. Maybe it's just cooler people doing podcasting than music. Just I, chill. I, I guess, yeah. Maybe, I don't know. I, maybe maybe I podcasts maybe, kind of have more of a specific audience, too. And I think another part of it might be that, at least I can only speak for myself, but podcasting, I, I come on here, I talk, and it's fun, right? Mm-hmm. Music, I take super seriously, and it's super like emotional and stuff that like sense. that. So maybe that's why, but... I've never liked that. Like, it, anytime anybody asks me, like, how I do what I do, not that I have the most masterful process in the world, but I'm super willing to show them. And I just, I don't know why people don't help each other out. Like, it's not like helping someone else out is going to take away from you. Right. So why, why not? That's That's been the awesome thing about podcasting. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I agree with that. Um, oh, here we go. We'll say, I'm going to add to this question a little bit, just so you're not completely hating on Adam. Mm-hmm. Would you rather the podcast blow up and make no money off of it or get $5 million randomly? Oh, I'll, I'll throw in your music, too. So I'll say, would you rather your podcast slash music blow up and make no money or $5 million? <sighs> That is really difficult. That is actually really difficult. I know it shouldn't be, but it really is. Oh, for sure. Because yeah, if you had, if you had five million dollars too, you could do some other stuff that you're pretty passionate about. Yeah. Ah, man. I feel like it's so stupid to not take the five million. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Adam. <laughs> Adam, your co-host is a corporate sellout. Listen, <laughs> listen. I think he would do the same. No, he probably would. It's five million dollars, man. That's that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. <laughs> Like, I'm not going to be set for life, but I can relax a little bit. Yeah, I uh, can. That is really tough, though. Like, obviously, if I were to blow up in podcasting or music, the money would be great. But it is kind of more about having, like, a like a community of people who care about the things I'm putting out would be just the greatest thing in the world. And performing at a concert has been number one on my bucket list for years, so... That's a tough one. That is really tough. If you made it like two million, I'm I'm taking the other one. But five, <laughs> that's a lot of million. I can go get myself a McLaren. I, oh uh, yeah, that's my dream car, bro. Yeah, 
I think I think it might be mine too. I'm a pretty like humble, down to earth person, but if I'm ever rich, I'm getting crazy cars. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, I can't remember what McLaren it is. I want to say P1. I can't remember. There's one with like has like butterfly doors, and it's such oh, a sleek yeah. look. And they're usually orange, and I don't really like orange that much, but it looks so good. <laughs> yeah, that someday maybe. I feel like like a deep blue would be cool, like oh, the yeah. label on the Red Bull can. Yeah, it would. I mean. Don't get me wrong. I'll take a McLaren of any color. That's I'm not, true. I'm not, I'm not going to be picky. Even that poop green. It could be poop green. It could be hot pink. It could be rust, like rusted yellow. I don't I don't care. Hot pink would be sick, dude. You'd Honestly, attract so would. much attention. Yeah, that would. <laughs> um, do you feel like being... Okay, this is kind of a, a really good question because this is someone that doesn't know you. Okay. But it says, um, does being different pay off? Because I guess they, they know that... You host a podcast and make music, so... It's being different But they off. probably don't know how specific that question is. It's being different payoff. I would say, for me personally, it hasn't yet. I would say in general it does. I think that in order to get to where you want to be... If we're talking specifically media here, to get to where you want to be, you have to have something different. Mm-hmm. Like, there has to be something about you that other people don't have. Or at least few other people have. So I would say it does... Um, for me, I feel like my difference is music wise, it's versatility. The fact that I'm super confident in like six different genres, um, hasn't paid off yet, but I, I think that it is the right, I think being different is good. I, I see no problem with it. Uh, as far as podcasting, same thing. Like if you have something different about you, you're going to be more likely to, to get somewhere. And we're, we're still trying to find that honestly. Um, I think that's why we kind of separated the sports and the stuff to two different things because, I don't know, it's it's like a different feel on the episodes. And a lot of the sports ones, it kind of feels like we're just reporting news that everyone already knows by the time it comes out. So we've tried to make it a lot more opinion-based rather than just, like, saying what happened. Um, yeah, I would say being different pays off, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I see that in my own pretty soon here. I bet you will. Uh, yeah. It sounds like you guys have some things that sports and stuff kind of in the works. We're definitely building something, which is really cool. I mean, having something like that to put time and effort into is it's awesome. So, do you think there's a future for musical rap like Hamilton? I I am not the right person to ask about that. <laughs> I have you not l- listened to the Hamilton soundtrack? Not willingly. <laughs> not willingly. Dude, my little brother used to listen to that song in the shower. Or really? The, the album in the shower, yeah. We, um, wow, I don't know how this popped into my head. In eighth grade, <laughs> I feel like Hamilton was super popular <laughs> at my school when I was in eighth grade. Okay. With, like, the theater girls. All girls and theater guys. So a majority of the school was really into it. And we took a field trip, field trip. It was like our eighth grade trip. So we went to the East Coast. We went to like New York, D.C. and Philly. Okay, yeah. And we were in New York City and they surprised us. They're like, okay, like our activity tonight is we got we got tickets for a play on Broadway. I'm like, oh, sick. Like, I don't really like plays, but it's Broadway. Like, I'm going to enjoy this experience. For sure. And everyone was like, oh, please be Hamilton. Please be Hamilton. And the entire day, they didn't tell us what it was. 
and the entire day they were just singing the Hamilton, all the Hamilton songs, and my last name's Hamilton, so they kept trying to rope me into it, but yeah. We ended up seeing Wicked, which was really good. Oh, cool. It was really, really good, and like I said, I don't like plays or musicals very often, but that was incredible. Yeah, that would that be cool really to good. see a Broadway show. Yeah, I I probably wouldn't again, because I'd have to pay for it next time. But, but yeah, it was a really cool experience. That's a good time for sure. I think there was one more, but uh, I don't think I wrote it down. There was one that you've kind of answered is, um, what do you think you can do to stand out as a musician and a co-host? Yeah. Uh, as far as a musician, I, I think just keep the versatility. Um, you listen to like the last five projects I've put out, none of them sound alike at all. They're all different genres, or at least different subgenres, and I really like that about myself. So I think if I continue to do that, I can stand out. I think that my next step in standing out might be making a project combining the different genres that I do. So it's not like... Because if someone is going to give me a chance, right, they're not going to listen through two full albums. Yeah. I can maybe get them to listen through half an album. So if they just listen through half an album, they're like, oh, like this is all this guy does. Because they all sound alike. So I think my next step might be putting out an album that's just a clusterfuck. <laughs> like, just, just a bunch of different styles. Like, do you know the album Question Mark by X? No, I don't. He's not my favorite. Fair. Um, he is definitely one of my favorites. And that, that album was like, it had like rage rap songs. It had a couple lyrical rap songs. It had like slow, sad singing. It had like... Like, I'm trying to get on the radio type songs, and and I really like it. So I think that maybe putting out an album like that where it's just a stupid mix. That's what I'm telling you, dude. Might be M- fun. Make it the, all your unreleased songs, like your best 12 unreleased songs, and just mosh them together. I might have to, yeah. I mean, like I said, I have... I made another song last night, so I'm up, I have 120 unreleased songs, and uh, they're definitely not all droppable. Definitely. <laughs> But I was thinking of doing, like, a big just, I don't even know, call it, like, vaulted or some stupid thing like that. Just get yeah. them out there. But, yeah. I mean, a few of them I did make with the intention of putting together in a project, so I'll probably put those out as intended. But, yeah, I, I think that I was thinking about doing that already. So, I yeah. You should. Probably, this is your happen. sign. It, this is my sign. <laughs> yeah. Last listener writing question right here. What's the best thing to come out of your experience at SIGUP? Okay. Joining SIGUP has actually has been very different for me. I um, never even remotely pictured myself as a guy who would join a frat, especially last year. Last year, I barely left my room, honestly. I was tied down to a long-distance girlfriend. I was focused only on school and music, and which reflected in grades, which was cool. I missed that a little bit, but... Um, <laughs> But I wasn't having any fun. I wasn't having a good time. I wasn't happy at all. And so joining SIGEP put me in a lot of uncomfortable situations that I think I need to be in. Like I, there's stuff going on multiple times a week, every week, and people asking me to come out to it. So I go and I don't always have a good time because I'm, you know, still a little stand in the corner, weather up warrior type guy. (laughs) Right. um, It's put me in uncomfortable situations that I think I need to be in and I think I've got better at being in and also just just the group of guys man like I 
in all honesty, I was kind of, I didn't want to rush to go. I didn't because Adam had told me first semester about some of the stuff that was going on and like president got dropped. I'm like, oh boy, man, like I'm glad you're having a good time, but it just, it doesn't sound like me. It's not good publicity. Yeah. So I, I rushed, I rushed Fiji and ATO and Fiji was, Fiji was all right. Like nothing, nothing wrong with them. I just didn't really vibe with the guys. ATO was cool, but it was, it was kind of hit or miss on whether I click with the guys or not. And so Adam is finally like, listen, I will shut up about SIGAP forever if you come to one rush event. So I'm like, okay, I'll come to one. And it was a poker night. Oh, yeah. It was the poker oh, night. Oh, yeah, I met you there. And I showed up, and he was like, okay, like if you're going to give this a shot, just please give it a shot. I'm like, okay. So I went in with an open mind, and the first person he introduces me to is Nessie. Oh, no. And he's like, Nessie, <laughs> this guy likes Yeet, too. And we, like, dapped up. And from that point on, me and Nessie have been, like, best friends. That's cool. Like, that's all it took. And, that's awesome. Uh, yes, I met you. I met Brandon. I met Mason. Uh, I talked to Adam a little bit. I Honestly, that, the night kind of blended together for me. Rush week is crazy because I was rushing yeah. three at the same time. So I don't remember exactly who I met that night. I know I talked to Dom quite a bit. But, yeah, it just... I don't know. It's just, just sitting in the Highland basement. I was like, yeah, like this is th- that's th- pretty cool. Like this is it. Cause you know, like I have a roommate in Fiji and a roommate in ATO and they got a lot of guys. They got a reputation. They got a lot of money, but I didn't really care about that. Obviously it'd be nice to have. And I think that we'll get there someday, but it, for me, it was about the group of guys. And I think that I definitely found mine. So yeah, just having having a genuine brotherhood is amazing. And yeah. also putting myself in uncomfortable situations. Those are the biggest things that have come out of it. That uh, hot seat thing that we did at retreat was sick. Yeah, that was... Yeah, that was interesting. Did you go further than you wanted to? Um, That is a good question. I don't know. I felt like... All in all honesty, until that point, I still kind of felt like a little bit of an outsider. Mm-hmm. I felt like, like these people, like I think their intentions are good. I think they do care about me. They just don't really know me yet. Like there's right. a lot they don't know about me, which is why I am the way that I am. Maybe so, we should explain hot seat first. Yeah. So <laughs> we did this activity at retreat, where basically this basement that we stayed in had kind of like a built-in stage to it so So it was really cool so we put uh like a little bar stool up on the stage and then everyone in the fraternity for some reason this is coming in ultra loud everyone in the fraternity was they took a turn sitting in that seat and everybody else gets to ask them whatever question they want and anything yeah and you gotta answer it we let it fly for sure yeah we did (laughs) um yeah i uh when I first went up there, that was not what I was planning on. I'll yeah. say that. Um, but, you know, had a little liquid courage. And <laughs> and uh, it's stuff I don't really talk about. You know, it, it takes me a long time to open up to people because of stuff like that. And and uh, people were asking, and it seemed like people genuinely cared, so I just kept going. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad people know. I am. Yeah. Because... I mean, it, it kind of puts an explanation to some of the ways that I am or s- sometimes that I say no to going and doing things or stuff like that. But So I wouldn't say I went farther. I went farther than I was originally planning to, but I don't think I went farther than I wanted to. I, I It felt good to have, from that point on, 
it really felt like I was a brother. Yeah. Because it felt like people actually knew me. They knew the things that I was afraid to tell them, and they still cared. So that that definitely was honestly one of my best moments in the fraternity so far, just because like it, it meant so much for people to hear all that and still, you know, want to be around me, right? Yeah. Because I've run into that a few times where that's not the case. and Really? That, that's why it took so long for me to open up about it. But That makes sense. Does it bother you when people give you advice on mental health stuff? No, not at all. Um, it doesn't help. <laughs> like, yeah. But. Um, that's no, why I was I mean, getting, I was so pissed when you, not that you did anything at all, but when you were up there, I was so mad because people kept trying to give you advice. I, I guess, was like, he's going to, he's going to figure it out. There are times that it, that it is annoying, but I know that people's intentions are usually good. Right. Almost always the intentions are good and they, they like talk about things that helped them or things that they've seen others deal with. Mm -hmm. And the reality is it's so different for every person who deals with it. Yep. So it doesn't, it's like apples to oranges, but, but if the intentions are good, I'm never going to get mad at anybody for that because I mean, they're showing they care, right? Um, but there are times where people, they'll say something, like, kind of just, like, brush it off. Like, they're like, oh, like, just don't. Or, oh, like, just do this. Like, it's that easy or something, which that that gets under my skin a little bit. But no one sense. in the fraternity has done anything like that. All the advice I've gotten, I'm not going to pretend like it's solved anything, but it's been well-intentioned and it's been appreciated. So That makes sense. Yeah. All right, last thing. We'll end it on a on a happier note. Uh-oh. Explain to me why you think LeBron's game is not boring. Because, oh my God, I cannot stand watching this dude play. It's not even about where he lands on Mount Rushmore. So we're not talking about not anything with... besides is he fun to watch? Right now, yeah, we can okay. we can move on. But well, it might be a good idea to stick with that. This this will be a four hour long podcast. <laughs> um, okay. I've been watching LeBron for a long time. So Kobe was the one who got me into basketball. Okay. So I was always a big Kobe fan. And I'm not going to lie. I started off as a tiny bit of a LeBron hater. A tiny bit. And uh, I think I stopped hating like after the, it was the 2011 finals. The, like his worst moment in his career. That's what got me into basketball. That's when I started watching. Really? Yeah. Yeah. After that, I was like. Oh, like he's getting a lot of hate right now because he had one bad series. Like, maybe I should start appreciating this guy. And uh, and then he went back to back. And but anyway, why I think he's exciting? I think that he is. Oh, I'm gonna glaze this man right now. But I think that he is the greatest passer of all time. I think he makes ridiculous passes that almost no one else could ever make, and it's incredible to see. I think that it's easy for him to get to the hoop. And he just blows by. He's almost 40 blowing by people. I think he's a defensive wizard, even if he doesn't try all the time this nowadays. When he tries, he it's shuts rough. it down. He There was a play last night where they were, the Warriors were running like some hammer action to get Steph Curry an open shot, and LeBron just shut it down completely. Um, yeah, and obviously he used to be a little more of a high flyer, still a pretty high flyer. And he's just my favorite athlete of all time. So no matter what he does, I'm going to have a good time watching him. I'm more curious to think why you think he's, or to hear why you think he's boring. Because there are superstars where I'm like, yeah, it's not super fun to watch him. 
Like sometimes Joel Embiid is not very fun yeah, to watch. That's a but, good example. Um, I feel like especially the last several years, LeBron has moved down the list in terms of flopping in the league. I'm not gonna pretend like he doesn't. I don't think his rate has decreased at all, but I think like players like Luca and yeah. Booker have yeah. increased. Luca Booker and Bede for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um oh everybody does it. And I I'm a guy that doesn't necessarily hate on flopping. I hate on the refs for rewarding it. Yeah. If the refs are going to call it, why wouldn't they, right? Yeah, the flopping doesn't bother me as much as, like, the whining to the... If you flop and don't get the call and then you cry to the ref, I freaking hate you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Booker. Oh, I, th- I think Booker... Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I can't stand I'm not going to pretend like he play. doesn't. I just feel like everybody does. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, I can't think of any... There's got to be somebody. Steph cries a lot, but he also doesn't get a lot of calls. He gets people say that he gets fouled off the ball more than anybody. Off the ball for sure. Yeah, absolutely. He does get fouled off the ball a lot. Um, Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I I was gonna make. Why I think I was gonna try to come up with a counter argument. I don't have one. He does get fouled (laughs) off the ball a lot. (laughs) Why I think LeBron has a boring game. He, I mean, the dude has no bag. He is a, he is a very smart passer. He's got that has, spin move. He has below average handles. No. A pretty average shot. Dude, last night Steph was guarding him, and he wasn't taking it to Steph. He'd like drive he halfway. He did a few times. He'd like drive halfway to the line and okay. kick it out. That is like, my oh. one gripe with LeBron, is that I? It's so easy for him to get to the hoop, regardless yeah. of who's guarding him. And he's just passive sometimes. Yeah. For exactly. no reason. Exactly. And usually the guy he passes to is wide open, but it's like, do I want Jared Vanderbilt taking a wide open three, or do I want a contested LeBron layup? I want the layup. Yeah. So that, that is fair. Like, he, he could be more aggressive at times. I saw that in the Memphis series. I forgot what game it was, but he had, I think it was Xavier Tillman guarding him, like, the whole fourth quarter. And he kept getting by Tillman in the second someone slid over. He kicked it out. Yep. And the guy was wide open every time, but yep. it wasn't falling. So he's like, Bron, shoot the ball. And then with like two seconds left, he blows right by and makes the layup. You're like, dude, good job sending it to overtime. We wouldn't have had overtime if you were doing that the whole quarter. Yeah, exactly. You're capable of it. I but, think that's so that why, is fair. That's I think that's honestly one of the biggest reasons why I don't like those type of players is because I – love watching someone take over a basketball mm. game. Yeah. And he tries to take over by kicking it out to shooters, which I'm not saying it's a dumb play. It's just you can't rely on your role players all the time. Sometimes I want to watch someone drop 50 yeah. instead of 20, 10, and 10. Right. Yeah, so sometimes the smart play isn't the fun one to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm not hating on he's absolutely top three, probably not three. So I'm not hating on his greatness. It's just Who's I can't the other stand one besides LeBron him. and Jordan. Mm, probably Kareem. I think that's probably the consensus number three. Yeah. Yeah. I do think Steph is probably probably top ten if he wins this year. Absolutely top ten. It's he's right around that range for me. Eight to twelve range. Yeah. It's so tough to. I don't know. It's so hard to make lists like that. There's it just is. so many so. Because they all play different positions, too. Yeah. Like, if Steph is a top-two point guard, it's kind of hard for him to not be top-ten. Right. Because there's only five positions. Yeah. I uh, 
I think that's easier with basketball than other sports, though, to compare positions. I feel like it is more positionless than, like, obviously football or baseball or whatever. But, right. you know, it, it still is. I think era comparison is the hardest. Yeah. Because, like, I'm, a, I'm kind of an old head hater. Like, I don't think Bill Russell would be in the NBA today. <laughs> Probably not. He was 6'9", 220. Jokic and with... couldn't shoot outside two feet. Six foot nine, two twenty. Giannis Antetokounmpo comes down the lane. What is Bill Russell gonna do? Absolutely nothing. Get the heck out the way. Yeah, he's gonna get out of the way or catch Giannis's nuts in his mouth. Like, <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. So I, I definitely give the edge to modern players more because I think that they are objectively stronger, faster, more talented. But a lot of people like to compare it as how well did they dominate their era, which is fair. I just, you know, like I, um, trying to think of an example. Like I have Kobe at three, which wow. is a lot higher than most do. Yeah. But I don't know. I think he played in one of the most talented defensive eras in like ever. I mean, there is a year, one of the slowest paced years of all time to drop like 32 a game. Like it was, yeah. it that was does absurd. get interesting when you look at like total team points per game, yeah. stuff like that. I remember looking back at that, and I was surprised by how high scoring the '90s were compared to what I thought. Because the way people make it sound, it's like, oh, it was all grit and grind, yeah, low scoring games. Seventy six. Not really. It was kind of the early two thousands that were like that, like yeah. the Kobe and Duncan era. But yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think of where I have Steph. I'm trying to make the list in my head while I'm talking. I mean, I know I have Braun, Jordan, Kobe top three. I'm pretty set on that. Wilt is the one, like, old, old player that I don't hate on. Yeah. I think Wilt would be good regardless. That's probably true. So Wilt's definitely in my top ten. <sighs> Kareem's obviously top ten. Magic. Well, here's where I get hypocritical. I'm so quick to put Magic in the top ten, and I'm hesitant on Steph. But when you ask me Magic versus Steph, I'm like, huh, I think it might be Steph. Doesn't make any sense. Steph has undeniably a top 10 resume. It's incredible, yeah. Four-time champ, unanimous MVP, greatest shooter of all MVP time. Two-time MVP, too, yeah. Greatest shooter of all time, and there's not a close second. No. Like, no, no one's in the same universe, no. honestly. And I say that as a diehard Damian Lillard stan who sometimes gets compared to him. Dame's not, Dame's not on his level. Dame is really good. I, no. I think Dame is a top four or five shooter ever. Probably. And I, I, he's kind of like Curry light. Like he's got the range and he's got the ridiculous shot making. There's just, just not quite as good as Steph. There's something about watching Steph that's just unreal. It's insane. Yeah. Like I, I'm a Warriors hater, but I love Steph. Because, I mean, my own game is like all three-pointers anyway. So yeah. like watching him move off the ball is ridiculous. His like, cardio is His cardio is ridiculous. It is. I, I don't understand it. And... I mean, just some of the shots he makes, just it, they shouldn't be possible. And You can see his teammates and his coach get upset at yeah. some of the shots, and then they fall. Yeah. Uh, well, you definitely used to. Nowadays, they just let it happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's... Clay took one last night that I was so mad about, bro. Clay jacked Dude, up in the last minute and a half, Clay and Curry both took a lot of stupid shots. And Draymond. I don't understand how a team <laughs> was that turnover... How does a team with that much experience choke that hard? Yeah, I, they looked like a they looked like a bunch of rookies. They looked like the Memphis Grizzlies. Clay took a stupid shot. They <laughs> they managed to get it back. And what does he do? 
He's in triple threat and pulls a 30-footer. And it wasn't remotely close. No, he bricked it so hard. And then Steph decided, you know, when I got clamped by Kevin Love at the end of the 2016 finals, let's do that again. And tried to ISO Anthony Davis for like 20 seconds, missed, got it back, and pulls from like 32. You can see how nervous he gets in like the in crunch time. Listen, I like I said, I love Steph, but... He is now 0 for 14 in the final minute of playoff games on shots to tie or take the lead. Do you know who has the highest percentage of all time with a minimum of five shots? I'm not going to say that. With a minimum of five shots? Well, yeah. If someone takes two shots and they made both, like, what? Dude, this this status all the other day says since 2015, there's 27 NBA games that have drawn over 14 million viewers. And all 27 of them have Steph. Really? Wow. Dude is special. That's insane. He's an entertainer. So, yeah, I don't know if he's top 10 yet or not, but just as far as entertainers, he's pretty unreal. Let me try to go through it. I have Braun Jordan Kobe above Steph, 100%. I have Kareem above Steph. Uh, Where do you put Pippen? Not close to that. Not close, honestly. He's top 50. Yeah. He's top 50. It's kind of a, He's kind of a weird player because it's like people either think he could have been Jordan if Jordan wasn't on the team or he was just yeah. a sidekick. I mean, he was on the team without Jordan for a couple of years when Jordan retired. They were good in the regular season, but they couldn't do anything after that. I don't know. Pippen, Pippen's a little bit of a what if. But uh, who else, man? Shaq and Steph is kind of close. I think Shaq's got to be up there. Hakeem and Steph is close. Does Dirt Cracker top 10? No. No? No. Probably top 20, top 25. He's not in my top 10, though. Duncan is... I I think I have Duncan above Steph for now. I don't think it'll end that way. I'd have to look at Tim Duncan's accolades again, I think. There's a lot. There's a lot. MVP, five-time champ. I want to say he got a defensive player of the year. Did he? Anyway, yeah, it's honestly after the top four for me, I think Steph has an argument against anybody. Ah, yeah, top five. I, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Wilt over him for now. After that top five, I think it's arguable. Tim Duncan really got five rings. Yeah, rookie of the year, three time Finals MVP. Honestly, and a regular MVP too. I know I love Steph like more than most people do. Mm-hmm. But he definitely got screwed out of that finals MVP oh, yeah. Iggy won. That was ridiculous. Iggy got it for stopping LeBron. LeBron yeah. averaged like 35, 8, and <laughs> yeah. 7 in that series. He, he didn't stop anything. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, that was ridiculous. And yeah, Steph, Steph should have two. I do think KD deserved the ones he got, but Steph should have Probably. two. Yeah. I'm, also, I'm a big KD if fan. If you take Iggy off that team, they still make the finals. If you take Steph off, if you the take team, Iggy off that team, they still win the finals. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you take Steph off that team, they probably don't make it. No. So, yeah, that's that. That is maybe one of the most one of the awards I disagree with most in NBA history is Iggy getting that Finals MVP. The other being Marc Gasol getting Defensive Player of the Year over LeBron when Marc Gasol was on yeah. all-defensive second team. <laughs> I don't like LeBron. Do you know how bad that hurts thing. my <laughs> argument that Jordan has one and LeBron got screwed out of that? Come on. And the argument Help that, me out. 
you can't even be like, well, LeBron got screwed out of his because people are like, yeah. but he didn't win. Right. I, I can't say that. Everyone knows it, but you can't say it. Yeah. Uh, yeah there's, Duncan, there's no reason Iggy should have got that. And I like Iggy, but he yeah. got it for stopping LeBron. <laughs> that was one of the greatest series ever. LeBron torched him. Dude, his, I honestly think that second-run Cavs LeBron was better than Heat LeBron. Yeah. Because, like, every single final series, playoff run and final series against the Warriors, even though it didn't usually go his way, I mean, I've never seen a player in any sport play that high level, in my opinion. It was absurd. That was pretty crazy. Like, multiple series of leading both teams in points, rebounds, assists? Like, what? How do you do that? Say the other thing that bothers me about LeBron is how he screws teams' future while he's there. That's fair. Yeah. But I don't blame Like, it's not his fault. He's just trying to win. He does. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, the GM sides. Like, what GM? <laughs> if, if you got LeBron, I think you've got to try to go all in. I think it yeah, makes sense. that's fair. Because if you have LeBron, you are automatically at least a decent team. That's true. So, you might as well try. Um, the Cavs are just bad. Like, it's just not a good franchise. So Sorry, Nessie. Yeah. He, he saved them for a while, but there, there wasn't much he could do about that. They're looking okay right now. Well, I mean, Knicks wiped the floor with them. But yeah. There's a lot of good teams right now, dude. The yeah. Knicks are pretty solid. They're about and to get bounced. The Celtics are so good. The Celtics are coming into the playoffs, and this is documented on sports and stuff. I'm not lying. I had Celtics-Lakers finals, and I'm feeling pretty good right now. That's looking solid. I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I said before the playoffs started, whoever wins Grizzlies-Lakers is going to the finals. And I got a lot of, a lot of like, what are you talking about? But It's looking good. Long way to go, but we'll see. Have you seen that stat that's uh, the Warriors under Steve Kerr have not made the playoffs and not made the finals? Yeah, that's insane. That is ridiculous. That is... But 3-1 against LeBron's not looking too good. You wouldn't think 3-1 against the 73-9 Warriors didn't look too good. <laughs> Stuff happens. <laughs> yeah, all we need is this wouldn't be Vanderbilt our... to get hurt and D'Lo to get hurt. Vando didn't even do anything no, last game, bro. Lonnie Dude, Walker. Who even is Lonnie Walker? That was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. He played on the Spurs seen. for a while, and he was like... <laughs> oh, I actually remember him on the he's Spurs. Like, he's no, a crazy he's athlete, but he never really did much on the Spurs, and he's barely played in the playoffs. Yeah. They put him in, he dropped 15 in the fourth quarter. I was so mad, dude. 15. I was watching. And they were all difficult. They're like contested oh, mid-range yeah. pull-ups. Like, no, they shouldn't go in. Steph was playing, I thought, pretty good defense, and he was getting torched. Oh, yeah. He was there. Like, yeah. uh, there's not a whole lot more he could have done. So. It, uh, it doesn't look so good for LeBron to have some guy named Lonnie Walker coming and be the best player on the court. <laughs> for a quarter. Yeah. Well, honestly, this playoff run, as much as a LeBron lover as I am and always will be, Anthony Davis is their MVP right now. You think so? Yeah. Anthony Davis, I think... Bro, he didn't make first or second defensive team. They just announced today. Dang. Which is crazy, because I genuinely think he's the best defender in the world um, when he's healthy, which, you know. Anthony Data Davis. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) AD, always doubtful. (laughs) But uh, No, he's really good. 
The only thing with Anthony Davis is every couple of games he puts up an absolute stinker. Like, just an awful game. And you can't have those. LeBron doesn't really do that. LeBron isn't what he was right now. And I think the injury's probably nagging him. But, you know, there's always excuses. But You know a- what you're getting, though. Yeah. A- AD is the MVP of the team right now, I think. Just, Dude had four he points anchors in the, the whole... yesterday. I know. I know. <laughs> he anchors the whole defense. Yeah, he does. He... I Steph tried to ISO that man for like thirty seconds straight and got nothing. That's what I don't get about Steph's game. He had to take he, a, he like torched. step back, one legged like push mid range shot because Anthony Davis yeah. clamped him. Like that's, but a, that's a big man shouldn't be able to do that. No, that's what I don't understand about Steph is because he was cooking Davis before that with no problem. That's true. Yeah, I, and then all of a sudden he can't. I don't know. It it looked exactly like the Kevin Love possession in the <laughs> yeah, 2016 final. I was watching it as it went down, and that's what I was thinking. Like, uh, all right. I thought it was going to end differently, though. Every time Steph shoots the ball, I think it's going in. True. Every single time. But so. now he can't be too mad at Poole after him and Clay both did the same thing. Well, he can be mad at Poole for having zero points. <laughs> I'm mad at Kerr for giving him any minutes at all. <laughs> Poole is... This guy's a retard. <laughs> that shot... <laughs> So dumb, I know bro. he's capable of making it, but there was no one close to him. No. He absolutely had time to take a dribble and yeah. make it not a 32-foot shot or whatever <laughs> it was. That's Shout out Jordan Poole, man, helping he's, out LeBron's legacy. He's so dumb, dude. He just sprints full speed, either jacks up a 30-foot three or just sprints full speed at the basket and does some ridiculous out-of-control layup or tries to kick it out when no one's open. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. He, uh... <laughs> and then he does, like, this weird flail thing where he throws his arms and then the ball goes nowhere. Yeah, it bounces off his own knee. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the top two players for the Lakers this series, probably Lonnie Walker and Jordan Poole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As a Warriors fan, I confirm this. I didn't even know you were a fan. I, um, I became a fan in... Uh, Plays rookie year on accident. So, on accident? Yeah, me and my me and my dad have kind of always collected sports cards. Mm-hmm. And then we were at this show, and I was buying... Do you know who John Starks is? Yeah. Okay, so I was buying a John Starks autograph card. It was like 10 bucks. Nice. And the guy was like, hey, you can pick another one out of that box for 15 I just whipped one. I didn't know anything about basketball. I just whipped one out, and it was a clay rookie auto. That's awesome. So I got it. That and is I was awesome. Like, Guess I'm a Warriors fan. And that's then... that's fair. The way I became a Blazers fan is I turned on a basketball game when I was like, dude, I must have been like seven or eight, and I said, whoever wins, I'm a fan. <laughs> it was Blazers Lakers, and the stupid Blazers won, and I'm so mad. I hate being a Blazers fan. <laughs> Dude, you guys really have good. tortured us. Yeah. Tortured True. us. And oh I feel so gosh. bad because Dame is so great and there's nothing he's he could have done. There's nothing he could do about any of it. As much as he's like my second favorite basketball player of all time, he's got to go. Like, just just leave, man. Yeah. Go go get one. Yeah. Because he totally can. But... Go to the Lakers, bro. Yes. Do Dame, it. Dame LeBron. I don't know what they have to give us, but go ahead. I have... Honestly, I don't even think it would take much. If Dame and LeBron want to ring together, that would make my basketball heart very happy. <laughs> Regardless what, of what team it is. You know what I have loved watching in those playoffs is DeAndre Ayton put in no effort at all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that guy's such a bum. Yeah, he's he had one good playoff run and everyone's like, oh, he's going to keep this going. He's going to yeah. be elite. Nope. Dude, I got tricked. I did a podcast with my friend Seth like 
maybe two and a half months ago. And when Aiton came into the league, I was an Aiton hater, dude. Really? He, he couldn't catch the ball. He could. He had no moves. He was nothing. Dude got dominated by Buffalo in March Madness before he came out. <laughs> and then he, yeah, he had a pretty solid year. And I was like, shit, is this guy kind of turning into a cool player? So I did the podcast with Seth, and he's a Suns fan. Yeah. And I was like, man, I might have been wrong about him. And then the playoffs came around. I was like, nope, I was right. Never mind. <laughs> How did he feel about the KD trade? He was pretty excited. Yeah, I mean, how can you not be? It's Kevin Durant. Yeah. That was a lot, though. They gave up a lot. Mikhail Bridges is a stud. Yeah, he is. He is. One of the, one of the better two-way players in the league. Oh, absolutely. And, like, the most durable guy in the league. Yeah. Dude hasn't missed a game since high school. That's pretty wild. That's ridiculous. You never hear in that. In this era? You never that's insane. That. That's actually insane. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the rest of the playoffs, man. NBA playoffs, it's so much better than the regular season. Yeah. I don't even watch that much regular season anymore. I, I but I tune into every playoff game I can. I'll watch uh, regular season if it's like Warriors, Lakers, or something. Like, I watch some of that. But I watch. Or Mavericks. When I have free time and the Blazers or LeBron are on, I watch the regular season. <laughs> yeah, that's that's about it. Or if like there's a close game or something, I'll tune in at the end. But, yeah, playoffs are a lot better. I Playoff environments are amazing, man. They're you ever watch hockey? I love hockey. Yeah. I love I I'm not gonna pretend like I'm super knowledgeable. Right. I probably couldn't name you more than ten players, but I'm I exactly love watching it. Yep. I um I'm pretty big into sports betting. So okay. a few years ago I was like, okay, I wanna start actually getting into hockey. And for me to get into a into a sport I have to have a team. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, whoever wins me the most money this year, I'm gonna be a fan of. And it was the Avalanche. Oh, okay. And it was the Avalanche. Okay. They weren't even that great then. <laughs> uh huh. They weren't. But they won me the most money, and then uh, the next, and then two years later, they win it all. I was very happy. That was the first. It was the first championship I've experienced as a fan. It was. Carter, I like you so much to hate so many of the people and teams that you like. <laughs> yeah, we did smack the Blues up a little bit. It's all right, though. Good old-fashioned run the goalie helps. <laughs> it's all right, though. We got bounced by an expansion team this year. That was pretty wild Unreal to see that, that. I abs- have never and... seen so many goals disallowed in one series. <laughs> never. Nathan McKinnon would have had six more goals if they didn't disallow them all. And don't get me wrong, they deserve to be disallowed. We were offsides like every time, but... Stay on... He's too fast. He's so fast. He is. <laughs> yeah. The abs. I love fly. watching him. Honestly, like, Blues fan aside, the abs are pretty fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. They're so fast. Yeah, they're uh, they're the only team I really have hope for winning a championship for me. <laughs> they're a lot more fun to watch than the Bruins. I'll say that. Yeah. I mean, I, Panthers, Panthers look good. Yeah. Like I said, I'm far from an expert on hockey. I don't always know what I'm talking about, but I think the Panthers look good. <laughs> this is yeah, that's the extent they just of came my back from three one of the greatest team of all time. So who knows? Greatest team, kind of like that right. Warriors team where it's like if you lose, no one cares. All four of the of the like greatest regular season teams of all time didn't win the title, which is yeah. crazy. Warriors, Mariners, Bruins, and Patriots. I still can't believe that Mariners team didn't win. I, I find it funny. I really do. I am a Seattle hater. 
Really? I hate everything about <laughs> Seattle. I I lived in Washington my whole life. Okay. And I moved over to Seattle-ish in like seventh grade. And I'm a Niners fan. Mm. So it created some issues. Hostility. And uh, Yeah. And went to a game one time with my girlfriend at the time. And people were like throwing stuff at us. And like I went to a game with my dad. And uh, we, we cheered for a field goal. We made a field goal. And so we're like clapping. I'm like, yeah, boy, Robbie. And this guy turns around looks up at my dad and goes, one more word and I'll cut your fucking head off. Oh my God. And then he comes up like a quarter later and he's like, I'm only up here because my wife is making me apologize. I meant what I said. And we're like, bro, chill. That's we wild. We won. <laughs> we won. Yeah, I was, are you like big into football? Not so, I mean, I follow it, but not really. There was a game. It was a Niners Seahawks in Seattle in 2019. And it was... Like we were, we were one game apart. So whoever won the game won the conference. Was this the Sherman Crabtree thing? Mm, no, that was that was a long time ago. Okay. Thankfully, I wasn't there for that. <laughs> but this one, they had it. It was like fourth and goal, like five yards away, with like ten seconds left, and they throw it on a little drag route, and dude gets stuffed like a half inch before the goal line, and I was sitting like two rows from the field on that goal line. And I had, like, a perfect view, and we're just a whole, like, everyone. Like, you couldn't fit a pin up my asshole at that point. Like, I was <laughs> I was so nervous, and then they finally go, first down San Francisco, and I lost it. Nice. I lost it. And then I threw my sweatshirt on over my jersey and dipped. <laughs> I <laughs> dipped. Yeah, I mean, a couple beers poured on me, a couple beers thrown at me, Damn. but we won. Yeah, I have... <laughs> A lot against Seattle. But to be fair, if I was a Seahawks fan in San Francisco, it'd probably be the same thing. So, yeah. But I also just don't like the city or the state. So pretty much anything Seattle, I just I just can't do it. Like if the Sonics came back, they'd be my hometown team. I wouldn't root for them at all. You hate Seattle, but you can put up with Portland. <laughs> well, maybe the reason I don't hate Portland as much is because I haven't been there that often. Okay. It's awful. Yeah. Portland is like a slightly worse version of Seattle, which is crazy. But no, I don't like the city. I just chose the wrong game to choose my favorite team. That's I regret that day a lot. <laughs> At least you stayed loyal though. I don't want to. <laughs> all of me wants to be like a all Bay Area sports fan. It it'd be sick. Just be like Niners, Giants, Warriors, Sharks. That'd be that'd be a, that'd be fun to have like an area that I'm a fan of, but I can't bear away. I can't do it. Yeah. I, I refuse to. So, Niners, Avalanche, White Sox, and Blazers it is. White Sox. That one is also a dumb story. I was, me and my friends, we were in a hotel. I don't even know where we were, but I was like, same story. Like, I want to get into baseball. So, I asked them, who's a team that's not very good, but is, like, young and, like, fun to watch? They were like White Sox. So I'm like, yeah. All right. That's a good answer. They got good gear. They're young and fun. Let me be a White Sox fan. Mm-hmm. It sucked. <laughs> it's, it's not fun. We're, we're, They're the most lackadaisical baseball team oh, I've ever seen in my life. Like, just, just serial underperformers. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But Lots of talented players, and they just, it's like they don't want to play hard. Right. Did you see Luis Robert the other day? 
On the little dinky ground ball, not hustling. Just like out. walking it out. Yeah. That was ridiculous. And that dude has wheels. He oh, he's so fly. fast. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's one of my favorite players. Yeah. He's he's awesome, but that was that was hard to watch. It, it's a it's a nice little cycle. We uh we get players that should be good. They start underperforming. We blame the manager. We fire the manager. We get players that should be good. They start under. <laughs> yeah. Poor Tony Larusa. No, he was bad, but he wasn't. He was far from the only problem. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Poverty franchise. Obviously. Got cool gear though. I got. They a, do have cool. I got a sick White Sox hat. Nice. But yeah, that's about the only advantage of being a fan of them right now. <laughs> they have some players that should be really cool. Tim Anderson. I love watching really cool. Tim Anderson. I love watching Robert. Um, Dylan Seas is incredible. Yeah. He's he did not play good yesterday, but but he's really good. I think he should have won Cy Young last year. I'm biased, but he was pretty he solid. Was, dude, he, what was, was it? Was it Manoa last year? Manoa was pretty sick. I thought I was I thought they gave it to Verlander, my trip. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Verlander was also ridiculous. Don't get me wrong, but Seas had that like it was like 12 straight starts without giving up a run or something like that. Damn. I might be Getting the number wrong, but it was some crazy streak like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Baseball is, of the sports that I watch and care about, it's the one I watch and care about the least, for sure. Really? Yeah. It's I, hard to watch. It's it's just, I know this is the argument everyone says, but it is slow. And it is. Like, what I love about hockey so much is even though there's not a ton of scoring, there is never a break in action. Like, yeah. there's there is always action. Mm-hmm. I think that hockey players are the most talented of like any of the sports. I totally agree. And they're in the best shape. Yeah. I mean, they're on skates, which I feel like people forget about sometimes. Like, they're not just running around doing this. Yeah. Not to mention, they have to use a stick to shoot this thing. Staying on balance for and a slap you, shot is insane. If the goalie gives them like this much space, like twice the size of the puck, they're going to snipe it. It's, yeah. I, hockey impresses me more than any other sport. Definitely. And maybe that's because I haven't played it and I'm still kind of new to it, but it's it's absurd to me how talented they are. It'll impress you even more when you realize what terrible care hockey players take for themselves. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> they party more than anybody. Yeah. Oh, I had a friend in high school. We're still friends. We, he's one of those friends where we don't talk for like a year or two and then we hang out and it's like we never stop talking. It's, yeah. it's awesome, but... He, uh, he played, like, semi-professional hockey for a little bit, and I know when he was playing travel in high school, he it was wild. Yeah, it they was, go hard. It was wild. I've got a friend that's playing at, um, I always forget, is it University of Nebraska or Nebraska University? But he plays think, hockey there. I think it's U of Nebraska? I think so, too. That's a good question. But he sends me, like, the most ridiculous videos on yeah. weekends. I'm like, oh, I bet. It's like, no, I want to party with some hockey players. Good luck. <laughs> I want to try. It'd be fun. Well. Dude, those 90s hockey players were built. Jeez, oh, yeah. Four teeth. Yeah. That's always insane. You see these hockey players get their teeth knocked out and they're picking them up. Yeah, or they'll like just like close their mouth for a second, spit a tooth out, check right back in. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? Those guys are built different. They really, really are. I think that's all I've got, unless you've got... Anything else you want to bring up on the podcast? Definitely shout yourself out. Where where can people find your music and your podcast and all that? Yeah, uh, well, I run the Sports and Stuff podcast with my buddy Adam at Sports and Stuff Show on pretty much every platform. We do 
one or two episodes a week. It's been fun. Uh, as far as music, it's it's a stupid name, but if you look it up, I'm the only thing that comes up. It's Viral C22. There's space in between the viral and the C because I'm stupid. But Viral C22. Viral like a video goes viral. Yeah. it's. I don't like it, but if you look that up anywhere, it's me. It works. That, that's all that matters. So. How would you come up with that? Uh... Well, the C is just because of my initial... I have no idea where the viral came from. I'm not even going to lie. The 20, 22 has always just kind of been my number. I was born on the 22nd. Um, some not as great stuff has happened on the 22nd. and I don't know. Tw- 22, I picked it for every basketball number, everything. So just threw it in there. Uh, but yeah, just dropped an album called Rage, R-A-J-E. And I think it's pretty good. So give it a shot. All right. Thanks a lot for coming on. Man. Yeah, of course. This was fun, man. It was a good time. Yeah, I'll definitely be back. Good. I'll have you anytime.